hey, it's Daniel, Chief Ruckus Maker over at Better Leaders, Better Schools. And my coach has recently challenged me to create just some content, just me on the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. And this is different than the School Leadership Series because that is uh, a daily show, Monday through Friday, always about three minutes of content, never more than five. And uh, in these special Just Me episodes on the BLBS show, Instead of an interview and instead of just me and five minutes or less of content, it's going to go a little bit deeper, teaching you know some kind of fun idea that will be practical and uh, helpful to you. So today's topic is called Zen and the Art of School Leadership. I want to start by sharing a quote, which I really love by Mike Vance, which is, slowing down is sometimes the best way to speed up. Let's face it. Running a school is tough work, and a lot of folks liken it to drinking from a fire hose every day. Other leaders talk about spinning plates, right, and trying to keep them all in the air before one falls, and those are those are like really, I had to pay a lot to make a, that sound effect with my mouth. That's a plate breaking on the floor. And what you need to do daily is comical at times. You know, these are just a few things. I know it's much more, but you have teacher observations and feedback, uh, hallways, cafeteria, and all that kind of monitoring type stuff. You have discipline, and oh my gosh, that in itself, right, is a ton of work. And then there's the crucial conversations with educators who just don't seem to get it. And sometimes those people are your supervisor, right? And then there's parent communication, and like I said, so much more. Not to mention... If you work in a district where they continue to add to your plate, add to your plate, like you're in a line. You remember Sizzler? I remember Sizzler. I think that was a buffet. I could be wrong. Uh, But anyways, all-you-can-eat buffets, right? It sounds good at the time. Let's load up on that food. I loved doing that when I used to be uh, an athlete uh, back in high school, right? And specifically, I'm thinking about swimming. Oh, my gosh. We would burn so many calories and just be so starving especially after like two-a-day practices and weekend would come around and after a Saturday practice, like that was our thing. We would go to a buffet and just, it would be disgusting (laughs) the amount of food we ate, right? But back to districts, like a buffet, you know, they think it's a good idea at the time. They just keep adding all these shiny new objects and initiatives to your plate and they never take anything away. That causes problems down the road and the work never seems to end. If you're a successful school leader, you've probably accepted that this is just the way things are. Many leaders often hashtag humble brag how busy they are. And by the way, that's a pet peeve, an enemy of mine. Like, nobody cares how busy you are. We're all busy. Hello, right? And it's about the results we create and all that kind of stuff, you know. And there's this quote, I don't don't have it uh, memorized, but... The gist of it, it comes from Dr. Michael Gervais. He works for, or he, his clients are Olympians and professional athletes, right? So high performers, we can all agree. And he says at the world stage, like nobody talks about hard work. Everybody's working hard. And so what the sexy topic to discuss is, how do you rejuvenate? How do you recuperate? How do you rest and recover, right? So back to uh, what I'm talking about in terms of the humble brag, um, it's, it's ridiculous, right? And I see this shared on social too. If you're a principal who takes a picture of like a Cheetos bag or some kind of like 
power bar and say, hey, this is lunch today, if I even had it. <laughs> Stop doing that. All that says is that you uh, have a, like, all that says is that you're, you're lacking boundaries and discipline. Like, you need to take care of yourself. Food is fuel, right? And in the mastermind, we have something called um, the ruckus maker mindset, which I'll, I'll probably talk about a little bit later. So let me just plant that seed right now, okay? So stop doing that if, if you're doing that about food and doing the hashtag humble brag, okay? So many think, back to like the message, many think that this type of work effort and always being on is just the quote unquote price you pay, right? To improve your school. But is it true? There are many successful ruckus makers that I have the honor to work with. And they got to where they're at by adopting what I would call, and this is the subject of today's show, right? A Zen approach that does not involve doing a million things at once. You know, businesses that are revered in our, you know, in industry know this to be true as well. Like think about Apple, right? If anybody owns like a category, you know, or is esteemed and cool and all this stuff, but successful, right? Think of Apple. They're currently listed as the number one most valuable company in the world. And they're valued over $700 billion. That's an amazing amount of money. Apple's Zen recipe for success, what is it, right? It's releasing a core group of products that do one thing really well. They adopt a simple yet breathtaking design. And it creates an amazing user experience for their customers. And there's more to Apple's success than that, of course, right? But there's no doubt that things like rigorous simplicity, a very Zen concept, by the way, has greatly influenced Apple. But even with Apple as this shining example of how the Zen approach to business can lead to huge success, many ruckus makers at their peril ignore this obvious signal. In fact, like I said, this is one of my enemies in education, trying to be all things to all people. If you try to be good at everything, you end up being good at nothing. We know this to be true. And yet, we nod our heads and say, yeah, that makes sense. And then go on to adding more things to our schedule before checking our email for the 971st time that day. I'm telling you, this is a huge mistake. So here's the Zen opportunity. Right now, all of us have a major opportunity to grow our schools by adopting a Zen approach. Years ago in the Mastermind, we read something called Deep Work by Cal Newport. And in that book, according to Cal, the ability to focus on just a few priorities is an increasingly rare skill in a reality where more and more leaders are working distracted. There are two types of distraction we need to fight against. The first is distraction in the general sense, as in knowing what priorities and opportunities to focus on. Now, the second kind of distraction is more tangible in the moment. You know, these kind of distractions like social media black holes and email addiction. And these things are, are very real and keep us from realizing our potential. And these distractions, I mean, the reality is they're only going to get worse. This means your competition is going to get more and more distracted as time goes by. The schools in the neighborhood, in the district, in the state, they're going to be presented with new opportunities every week that they won't be able to say no to new technologies, and even new school models. So what does this mean, you know, for you? Well, if you're able to adopt the Zen-like focus, then your biggest, most high-impact opportunities to the exclusion of almost everything else 
This is going to prime you to create the school of your dreams. You found what I'm saying? So how do you execute this strategy in life? I'm going to give you three ways to adopt the Zen approach to education. So number one, become a one-trick pony. One of my mentors, Aaron Walker, he always tells me that he'd rather be an inch wide, a mile deep versus a mile wide and an inch deep. This is great advice. Unfortunately, most schools do the latter, right? They're a mile wide and an inch deep, trying to be everything to everyone. Big mistake. It takes courage to say at our school, we do these handful of things really well. That's your job to figure out what the most important handful of things are. Everything's not important, although it can feel that way sometimes. It can feel scary to pick some edges and be willing to be known as a school who specializes in X, Y, and Z. And I'm asserting if this could work for Apple, right, who has shareholders they answer to, just like you have a board, and it's worth billions of dollars, then it could work for you and your school. So that's number one, be a one-trick pony. Number two, have just three to five, no more than three to five metrics for success. One of the most popular books we read in the Mastermind is John Doerr's Measure What Matters. And this book tells the story of objectives and key results, which we call OKRs. And how companies like Intel, IBM, even the World Health Organization organize their priorities with OKRs. So the secret, stay focused on just a handful of priorities. Do you see the trend here, right? There's only three to five goals. So by focusing on those three to five objectives, you could go deep. You could focus. And you could deliver incredible results. Now, I know this to be true. Over the last seven years, I have been a productivity junkie, you could say, trying to optimize the results I create for the amazing Ruckus Maker clients I have the privilege to serve. I've tested a lot of systems and approaches, and the approach I have found to be the most successful is the fewer amount of goals I have, the more I can accomplish. That's important. I'm going to say it again. The fewer goals I have, the more I accomplish. And you could take that truth to the bank. So if you really want to create a world-class school, stop trying to do so much. And the third and final point is to slow down literally. Research shows that it takes three to five years to grow an elementary school and more than five years to grow a middle or high school. So patience has to be the key. And I know there could be unreasonable pressure from central office. I've experienced that myself to grow your students. You know, when you're in that kind of situation, you have to really consider, is this the place for me? But if your central office is actually giving you time to create results, which they should, then don't rush the process. Schools that move fast can at times make great strides. But what I've seen over and over again, the problem is those results don't last. It's not sustainable. So for results to stand the test of time, you have to build a solid foundation. I'm sorry if I'm the first one to tell you this, but that process cannot be rushed. My latest coach, Ron, has told me the fastest way to grow better leaders, better schools is to meditate more. (laughs) And when I first heard that, I thought, you got to be kidding me. I'm paying this guy a lot. Uh, Well, I'll just be honest. It's $15,000 every six months. And he's teaching me to meditate more and focus on fitness, sleep, diet, and so on. And that's going to grow my business. But it turns out he's right. (laughs) So everything he's taught me to implement from a business strategy point of view uh, has worked in my personal life. So this idea alone inspired something we use in the mastermind called the ruckus maker mindset. And I, I send that out 
every week. Actually, Laura and my team does to mastermind members. And the folks in the mastermind are asked to score themselves across five domains, right? Those domains are eating, sleeping, moving, meditating, and unplugging. Notice that it doesn't, doesn't say the very common and very wrong advice to work harder and put in more hours. I think it's total BS that when people say you need to be the first one at work and the last one to leave to be effective. No, that's not true. And if you think about the ruckus maker mindset, four of those five components are literally slow activities, unplugging, meditating, eating, and sleeping. And then five of all five, right? Because there's moving involved in that too. All of it's a break from work so that you could create even more value, right? When you're actually at work. Do you think having lower levels of stress and being able to focus better will be good for your school? It definitely would. And yet most successful school leaders don't meditate because they quote unquote don't have the time. Now, Tim Ferriss is somebody whose podcast I used to listen to all the time, all the time. And back when I lived in Belgium, so this is like taking me to 2018, I read his book, Tools of Titans. And uh, he was basically, mm, how do you put it, uh, summarizing like key things he learned from a lot of his guests, extremely successful people, including like billionaires, top level athletes. And one of the interesting things I found is that they all have some kind of mindfulness practice. So if billionaires have time to meditate, then I'm sure we could find time to engage in this school growing practice through mindfulness. And as a bonus, you'll be surprised at how many great ideas just seem to come to you while you sit in silence. A close cousin of meditation is just getting out of the office, getting out of the school, right? Walking around. Bill Gates, he had something he called Think Weeks. And he'd leave. He'd leave his family, friends, and Microsoft to go just think for a week. And this is where he came up with many of his most innovative ideas. Same thing is uh, true with old Zuck at Facebook and the late Steve Jobs over at Apple. If I were to ask you where you were when you came up with your best ideas, the chances are you were not in the office, right? You were most likely taking a shower or out for a walk, exercising, Maybe you're at a retreat or a vacation. But being conscious of the power of being out of the office in school, like that, just take it to the bank. It leads to game-changing ideas for your school. So I suggest you intentionally create these kinds of scenarios for yourself instead of letting them be an occurrence that happens just happenstance and randomly. I suggest you intentionally design it in your ideal week, right? Put it in there. Block off the time. So to recap, we went over three Zen ways that will help you create the school of your dreams and have more impact as a school leader. If you take these three elements to heart, you'll get out of the chaos that most school leaders experience in education, and you'll build a simpler, more successful, and hopefully more enjoyable school experience. The Zen opportunity, it's yours for the taking. So will you take advantage? And since this is like a solo uh experiment, right, in terms of a podcast episode that I'm shipping out to the lovely Ruckus Maker Nation, hit me up. Send me an email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com. Did you get value from this? And I would love to hear what was your number one insight from what I just shared regarding the Zen approach to school leadership. Uh, Like I said, this is Danny over at Better Leaders Better Schools, chief ruckus maker over there. I just really appreciate 
you being a subscriber to this awesome podcast. And it is my mission to grow, connect, and mentor every school leader who wants to level up. And if there's any way that I could support you, then please reach out because I'm here to serve. All right. Thanks and go make a ruckus. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.